You're about to hear the end of a conversation that Anthony and I have had. Are you ever curious about what we're talking about? Well, you can hear all of those conversations because those conversations in full are delivered to our patrons. Yep, you head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. You get all that bonus audio. You can also get early episodes and hangouts and secret mail. Patreon.com slash we have concerns to find out how. Did you nightfall already? You've nightfalled. Oh yeah, but there's a new nightfall. Every week's a new nightfall. Every every week is a new nightfall, and that's what that's what my father, Batman, used to say to me. <laughs> this is we have concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff, you're a dad now. I am. Are you constantly thinking about everything? Yeah. What constantly? What everything you do? Yes. What all the input into your child turns into in terms of output? Absolutely. Stress levels are through the roof. This, is this the moment I screw him up forever? Oh, no, no. This is the moment. Did I just drop him on it, on his head? Did he just trip and fall and hit something? And is, now he's going to he trapped in a well? Yeah. How long has he been trapped in the well? I, uh, who's to say? I should really call somebody about this. my son who's in a well. It's been 48 hours. But, but who do new, I call? There's a new nightfall every week. There's a new nightfall raid. And also, like, I don't even know what department of the city to call about children in wells. Yeah. Is it water and power? Well, it's it does not seem like it could be water and power. Uh, it's not the police because no. there's not a crime Maybe it's happening, except for negligence, which like now I definitely don't want to call the police. Yeah, it's, a, it's not fire because Wells is water. It's a tricky wicket. Yeah, more nightfall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I definitely, uh, I definitely stress about all the things that you could be doing. Am I spending too much time with him? Mm-hmm. Helicopter parenting. Am I not spending enough time? Not doing the right kinds of things. Am he doesn't I not even do anything encourage- yet. Oh, he does stuff, dude. I mean, but you're old now, baby. Yeah, but I mean, like... He does things. I mean, he does things, He's, but... He like, looks at shit. But it's a limited number of things. Yeah, but that like, puts even more in, like, pressure on those things because the yeah. limited number means each one holds more weight. That's true. You know? That's true. That's one how math works. For him, one book for him, I've, in my life, read hundreds of yeah. This is like book okay, six. Okay, we get it. You're smart. This is book six for my kid. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of pressure on book six. Yeah. Ever. That book has to be like I mean, that's like 15, 17% of like the books that he's read in his life. It's an insane amount of information contained there. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a window into the world. He's never seen. There's cats and hats now. First of all, what's a cat? Second of all, what's a hat? Now hats. He should know. He's he a year he old. He wears hats. Okay. They got to go outside. You got to cover that noggin, but he's never seen a cat. So like he's literally never seen a cat other than a drawing by Dr. Seuss. Oh, that's not correct. You got it, because the first time he sees a cat, he's going to be very disappointed. Very disappointed. And see, these are the things you have to worry about. Uh, There was a study recently. Something that I think about a lot is... um, Praise. We get a lot of of garbage articles uh, about how, particularly our generation... Well, sorry, my generation. Your generation is, of course, the greatest generation, and we thank you for your service. Not accurate. Um, (laughs) But for my generation... (laughs) Uh, you know, fidget spinners, Snapchat, all right, that, all you know, your, yeah, yeah, young, cool thing. Uh, there's this idea that, uh, we were overpraised. We were given participation trophies. Yeah, everybody gets a trophy. And now we're ruined. Well, we were praised too much and it, and it made us soft. Right. Uh, whereas, I mean, you can't argue with the results. The reason was the previous generation was underpraised and became too hard. Right. Right. And so what is, 
what is the appropriate amount of need the, feedback the in any situation? Porridge bowl of praise. What's that porridge bowl, dog? <laughs> How are you gonna make a porridge bowl, kid? We need that porridge bowl, kid. Oh, porridge boy, <laughs> porridge boy, with your weird melty complexion. <laughs> Everything so about right. you is perfect except your consistency. Yeah, you're it's too a- goopy to be a human. <laughs> you have too few hats to be a cat. What are you? What are you, Porridge Boy? So well adjusted, though. Uh, so well adjusted, so polite. He's so fine about <laughs> his goopiness. Uh, there was a study that was done by an international team of researchers Ooh. and published in Psychological Science mm-hmm. uh, that is about um, basically what happens when you tell a kid you're smart versus you're so smart versus you did very well this time. Mm. Very small things, right? Very right. subtle changes. I've heard this before. It's something my wife and I have talked about is that you're not supposed to compliment innate ability. You're not supposed to say you're so pretty, you're so handsome, you're so smart. You're so, it's not about innate things. It's about you tried hard this time. Yeah. You really used your patience. You mm-hmm. really good job on effort and all that. Yeah. Stuff, right? Excellent performance. Yeah. You did. You did a great job. I recognize that it was difficult, but you persevered. Good yeah. Job. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, this is kind of based on this research was and, and what you've heard and what this study is about is based on uh, research by a Stanford researcher, uh, Carol Dweck. She's the author of a book called Mindset and showed that praising a child's innate ability instead of effort has the unintended consequence of reducing their motivation huh. to learn and their ability to deal with setbacks. I don't have to because I'm smart. I'm smart or uh, it was already there the whole time. I'm I'm smart. I don't have to do anything. Or I'm smart. so I'm so good at this. Why would I do anything else? Right. Or I'm so good at this and I'm so bad at this. So I'm just going to keep doing this thing that I'm good at. Right. Because it frustrates me that I'm so good at this and not this secondary thing when all I've gotten is praise about this first thing. Interesting. So uh, the present study shows that there is also a moral dimension to these different kinds of phrase and that it affects children at younger ages than previously known. Wow. Here's what's up. The thesis of this study is basically kids praised for being smart are more likely to cheat. Wow. I'm smart. So I better do well. And if I don't know how to do well, I'm going to cheat my way into doing well because of the pressure that's put on me because I've been told so many times that I'm so smart. You know, I'm Jesse Spano and I am so excited. I have got to take these caffeine pills because there's finals tomorrow and the big and the big dance competition at the max. And I'm so excited. Jesse, I'm so excited, Zach. That's going to lead you. I'm so scared. It's going to lead you to a strip tease. Kids, ask your parents. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So here's what's up. Um, Researchers asked 300 children to play a guessing game using number cards. So the weird thing is they just rolled up to them in vans to ask them this. Yeah. Hey, which kid. I think as a methodology, not the best. I have number cards in here. You want to get in? Thank God. 300 It wasn't children. candy because none of those children got in. It's like, I have number cards and kids are like, that is absolutely cards, not something I'm I ever not wanted. Tempted. I'm not even tempted by that. Um, so 150 of them were three-year-olds. 150 of them were five-year-olds and they were praised. Fuck you, four-year-olds. Yeah. They were praised for either being smart or for their performance. A control group. Got no praise at all. Oh, the sad, sad control group. That control group was called How did Anthony I do? Carboni as a child. <laughs> How did I do? Yeah, you did. Dead silence. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. But and I now, wanted to do well. You, yeah, you did. And now you did a thing. And now we're doing the next thing. Can I get some feedback on how I did that thing, though? Uh, to completion. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> uh, so 
uh, after praising the children and getting them to promise not to cheat, the researcher left the room for a minute in the middle of the game, and then the kids were recorded by a hidden camera. Oh, kids always look for hidden camera. Kids, listen to me. There's one thing I'm teaching my one-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's scan the room for hidden cameras. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Mark your exits. Scan the room for hidden cameras. And also, sit with your back to a wall. There's, there should be no exit behind you, and you should always be able to see the only way into yeah. a room. And, and a little bit of Krav Maga. And also... Tiny bit of Krav Maga. Don't let anybody tell you that because we're an Italian family, <laughs> we're in organized crime. That is a stereotype. Yes. And if anybody says that to you, you let me know, and I'll go see who their dad is. I'm going to use a little Krav Maga on them. I'll find out who yeah, it is. Don't fine. worry. We'll take care of it. <laughs> uh, so the three and five-year-olds who were praised for being smart were more likely when left alone in the room to peek at the cards to see what numbers were coming next to guess correctly okay smart kids know how to cheat (laughs) uh they were more likely to act dishonestly than the ones praised for how well they did or those who got no praise at all boys and girls same results across the board wow this is not a gendered thing right this is simply a smart kid, dumb kid thing. It, well, it's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If my kid cheated, uh, huh. How would I feel if my kid cheated? Well, at this, I wouldn't care. Cause it was a scientific study and not like a, it was just like, Oh, it was a behavioral study. And my well, kid cheated. Fine. It, but it, it, I think it reveals behavior that they're not going to just, it's not going to be isolated to the scientific study. Uh, as a parent. And I understand, uh, I understand for you as a parent, cheating has to always be wrong. Right. But uh, in the back of our minds, I think we know cheating is sometimes okay. I don't know. In this con, in the context of a of a classroom, I don't know. Can no. I be really honest with you? Yeah. Definitely a kid that heard he was smart a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. Definitely. And I cheated a lot. Did you? I looked at other people's papers. I was I was a kid who coasted through school and and was things came easily to me. And I, uh, I've never told anybody this, I, but I, I, and when I, when I didn't know something, which I was the kid who would put his hand up first, I was good at bullshitting my way through things that I was underprepared for. I could just yeah. talk my way around it and make it seem like I knew what I was talking about. Didn't, if I didn't read the assignment or do a thing, uh, I could get by on my communication skills and my sort of innate ability to sense what the teacher wanted. And, uh, when it was time for a test and if I hadn't prepared, there were times when I definitely looked on other people's papers. I definitely did that. Yeah. Well, at a certain age, I mean, that was like, you know, fairly young, maybe up through, you know, grade school, maybe up through 30, 35. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up to like, you know, yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not proud of it. And I wish that I hadn't been like that. And, And I did, you know, in college and stuff, I, I really discovered a love of learning and love of challenging myself. But I, th- I, I definitely think I am in the wheelhouse for what the study is talking about. Yeah, I can, I could definitely feel that. I was, uh, I was put into the, I was put into the gifted program when yeah, I was very young, me too. Uh, and I always felt like I was smart, but maybe not as smart as the kids in the gifted program. But I was always being told that I was exceptional. Yeah, and so I felt a little bit of pressure to, uh, to always be right. Yeah. Um. But I went the other way with it and just fucked off all the time and got into drugs. Well, it was a great way to go. I think I had a good time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I definitely felt that pressure. And I, and I do think. I don't remember. But I I also remember feeling pressure, but I also felt like, well, not, not like a pressure, not like an external pressure, 
but maybe like an internal pressure. Like I'm supposed to be smart. Right. I'm supposed to know this. I can't get this wrong. Yeah. It was more like me beating up on myself. And I think that's what they're talking about is that connection to praise. I think there was a, there was an element in my head that I'm not proud of that was like, I'm so smart that I don't have to do what other people have to do. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That, uh, it's, it's a shitty perspective. I expect that to go away in me like next week, two weeks from now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, that is that sort of what we were talking about, about everybody gets a trophy too, is like that sense of entitlement of like, I, I deserve the A, Mm -hmm. you know, which is so gross. It's such a gross way to think, but I deserve an A, even though I didn't do the work. Yeah. Because of who I am. And I would rather have a kid that definitely works hard to get the A and understands that like you have to work hard to get the A. Yeah. But barring that, I would like my kid to do that all the time. But if that kid does fall short, uh, even though they worked hard, I would also like my kid to be the kind of kid who will argue and try to get that A anyway. <laughs> you know <laughs> you, what I mean? You want, do you want the end result? You're just a results oriented? No, here? no, 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 no. If my, kid gets a, if my kid gets a B or a C, but they worked as hard as they could, that's fine with me. Right. But listen, if you worked as hard as you could and you got a C and you think you can talk your way into a B, <laughs> like give it a shot. Cause you already worked hard. You did the thing. Yeah. You tried your best. I mean, that's a hard metric to, to, it's really... a tough metric, Yeah, but this I think is what makes a successful adult. Well, sadly that's right? true. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that I'm wondering about based on this study is, okay, so we know that we should only praise people for, for the work that they do for, for the things that they try for putting in the effort for, for you not, Oh my God, you're so smart, but you did so well on this test. You worked really hard and you clearly have an understanding of this, of what was on this test. Good right. job. Like that's it. That's great. Um, at what age do you try to impart into your child that there really are shades of gray in the world? That is a great question because I feel like uh, I was going to say that I didn't realize that until much older, but I, I feel like maybe I still haven't realized how to the extent that that exists in the world. I, mm-hmm. I live in a very black and white, not, that's not true. I don't live in a black and white, but I do live. I ha- have an idealized vision of the world that I think is unrealistic. You have a very, uh, you have, you have a, a very good moral and ethical core and you know, when you've worked hard, you know, when you deserve things, you know, you, when you've been treated fairly and when you're treating others fairly. And I also expect other people to act in good faith based on that criteria. And right. too often people just aren't exactly. And I feel like it always comes as a shock to me when it shouldn't. So here's, <laughs> here's where I'm coming from. And this, this, this will kind of show you, how my worldview came to be. Uh, my mother is an early child is an early childhood educator. She's a teacher. She comes from a line of, of teachers, social workers, doctors, people who, who do the, who do the work and do the good and believe that other people should do the work within the system and do the good. Right. My father has a PhD that he got based on a undergrad degree. That was fake. <laughs> I remember you telling me this story. Yeah. yeah. My dad has a great, my dad has a real PhD. Right. But not a real undergrad degree. <laughs> yeah. And my dad worked at NASA. He was an engineer. He helped build the lunar lander. Like, right. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Worked hard, deserves what he got. Did not do it the way the system told him to do it. Yeah. Right. So you're sort of the working from influence on both ends. Yeah. And, and my father was very anti-school system. Wow. So like 
even sort of overtly to you expressing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so they, they would get called into parent teacher conferences quite a bit. And, uh, my, my dad would be like, well, why does it matter? Mm. He'd be like, well, why does it matter that my son did this? If my son, if my son did it and he got the, and he got the answer that you wanted, then fuck right. off. Yeah. Or like, why does he have to treat you that way? Who are you? Right. How are you treating him? Yeah. You know, I like see any of that. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not down. But so like, for me, it's very much like, Listen, I'm going to work. I think the way it turned out for me is you work hard, you do the best you can, uh, you treat people fairly, but if the system is stacked against you, be aware of that and figure out a way around that for yourself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So do I want my kid to lean and look at these number cards when somebody (laughs) walks out of the room? No, I don't. (laughs) But I also like in the back of my mind know that like, my algebra tests never mattered and I did cheat. And if this kid is able to cheat and get away with it, cool. If you cheat, uh, like don't never tell me you cheated. (laughs) Never tell me you cheated. Never get caught. And if you get caught, you're going to get punished. (laughs) What a, what a fucked up. But that's, but yeah, but that's the way life is, right? Yeah. It's so fucked up too. Yeah. It's really weird because I don't think I would be super angry at my kid for cheating on a test. I think I would be angry that he felt like he needed that he or she felt like like they needed to cheat right or that they didn't put the work in. That's what I would be sad about. But the cheating on an obligatory like on a on on some sort of like obligatory. Here's the bar. Get through the school system, which is garbage and underfunded and terrible anyway like fine dude whatever. This is going to sound it's weird. It's weird. I know. Yeah. Well, this is going to sound really hypocritical especially in light of me saying that I cheated when I was in grade school. But yeah. uh, I have certainly come to, as we've established, to come to this very uh, moral position. And a lot of what's happening in the world on a global scale, on a political scale, you know, people say, well, why don't the, why don't the, the Democrats fight dirty like the, the uh, right wing seems to and, you know, do whatever it takes to win. Winning is the only thing that matters. And, I definitely cling still to a methodology matters and mm-hmm. uh, doing the right thing, even on a losing cause is important. Like treating people, treating people with decency and be, you know, the whole, we go high when they go low. Yes. People are like, that didn't work. We go high when they go low. It fucking failed. So we have to go low. Yeah. And I say, no, I'm still clinging but to I think an idealistic methodology that need, if we no, compromise no, no, because those are, people, those people, are nihilistically idealistic if that makes sense i think that describes me no but they are like well we went high and they went low uh and and it didn't work so you obviously can never do the right thing and it's like no now you're doing an ends justifies the means thing which is different than what i'm saying what i'm saying is like well we went high and they went low and they still won it's like okay well now we need to figure out if that is true now we need to figure out what systemically is the problem because the system is stacked against us and now we need to fix the system and find a good way around this system. Okay. I think that's an admirable stance, but I I think a lot of people say you aren't going to change the system. So you got to work within this shitty system Mm -hmm. to get the ends that you want. Yeah. And I think here's where like, uh, uh, certainly not, they are not angel and devil on my shoulder, but they are two different perspectives. My mom and my dad. Right. Uh, my mother will tell me work within the system as much as you can to change it. Uh, but then try to find, but then my father's side of the thing will tell me, try to find the idea that will like kind of blow up the system a little bit. 
mm. and and kind of mess with. And that's why, like, for me, it's not so much about like we went high, they went low. For me, it's about like, well, uh, the two party system is a cancer that's destroying America. <laughs> so how do we fix the two party system? Yeah. Because that to me is like. I don't feel like anybody's looking out for me on either side right now. Yeah. Uh, there is no reason why I should have had to have called, did, done three phone call campaigns for three different versions of this healthcare thing. Right. Just to be sure that my representative is going to bo- vote the same way all three times. My representative should know still how I feel. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, if I don't call, right. it's not going to happen. And so that's why I'm like, well, the problem isn't we went high, they went low. The problem is both sides of the system right now are really, really messed up. And so now that system is a cancer. Do you anyway, th- we're, we're kind of like... You're a far field. Uh, yeah. But so I'm, and, and to bring it back, do you think then that it is worthwhile to kind of adhere to what this study suggests, which is don't tell your kid that, that they're smart and instead say you worked hard? Or do you think that that instills a sort of workman's mentality that holds you in place and makes you feel like you're never good enough. So, and maybe this, and maybe this comes from, you know, my, my mom being a teacher for such a long time, you can tell a kid that they're smart, right? You can abs. I think you can absolutely tell a child that the child is smart. I think you don't tell a dumb child that they're smart, but I think if a child is dumb child, they're dumb. Yeah. You tell a dumb child, this is a waste of time for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Right. Maybe you should, maybe you should ride the rails for a little while. Bindle. Yeah. And you hand them off and a, a can, can of beans. Of beans. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no circuses anymore, so that's a bummer. Yeah. But you know, there's still I think you can still find hobo code in most train yards and they can learn to read that. Yeah. Um no, I think you can tell a child that they're smart, but I think you can also tell a child you're smart. Being naturally intelligent is not going to get you through life. You're very smart, and I think you can do so many things. But nobody can do everything without applying themselves. And you will find yourself disappointed and frustrated in yourself if you don't put the work in. You will find yourself disappointed and frustrated. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> but one day, we will all be dead. <laughs> so there's, there's that. So here's a, here's a, what is it now? A dollar? Go buy yourself a bomb pop? I don't know. Five dollars? How does life work? Twenty dollars? Get a banana? Look How much can one banana cost, Michael? Look, look, <laughs> all the cameras in the room. Yeah. They're always watching you and monitoring your behavior. That's right. So always be on your best. No, I think, I think that's the thing is you can be like, hey, you have to be realistic with a kid and you have to figure out the way to be realistic with a kid. Yeah. If your kid is, is terrible at art, or terrible at uh, or terrible at uh, playing an instrument. Right. Here's what's up. My 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 sister had uh, some natural singing talent. I had some natural drawing talent. And my mother was very very Irony, pragmatic. You wanted to be a singer, and she wanted to be an artist. That's it. That's it. Oh. Uh, and let me tell you something. I am now a triple platinum album <laughs> selling singer, and she is a she's hanging in the Guggenheim. Yeah. So and also my life is a Wes Anderson movie. Um, <laughs> And my mother is Angelica Houston and she still won't praise either one of us. No. uh, So my mother was like, you know, my, my sister would try to draw and my mother would say, Hey, you don't have as much natural talent for this as your brother does. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. But your brother, (laughs) but if you keep, if you keep working at it, if it's something you really love, yeah, you will get good and you will get, you know, maybe as good as him or maybe, maybe you can like maybe as good as a professional. Yeah. It's like, but know that this is something that you'll have to work a little harder at than he does. 
the same way he will have to work a little harder at singing than you will. But you can both be good right. if you put in work and it's effort. A good message. You know, and I think that's, I think that kind of jives with your, with your personal philosophy. Yeah. I think, and I think that is kind of praising your kid too. Like you did this very well. Yeah. You can do other things well too. Some things will be more work than others. Right. Like everything. Like everything will be work and you'll be so tired. You'll be so tired <laughs> so all the tired. time. <laughs> <laughs> so does this help Jeff? Do you, do you feel better about yeah, being a no, parent I'm gonna now? I'm going to go home. I'm going to parent like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, uh, withhold all praise. I think yeah. is that is hold all praise and, uh, let them, let them toil in anonymity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah. let, and when you die, make sure there's a look in their eyes as you're dying that, that really lets you know, they're still not sure if you love them. That's, that was something they can carry forward from generation to generation. Yeah. It's a, just a, a questioning of their internal self-worth. It's on the Carboni cone of arms in Latin. <laughs> we don't know if we love you. <laughs> there you go, son. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? Do you feel like, uh, did, you re- did you receive enough praise? Did you receive the wrong kind of did praise? You cheat. Did you cheat? You can be honest with you us. You can be honest. You cheated. You cheated. We're fine. We're disappointed. We're a country of cheaters. We're a cheating country and we're disappointed in (laughs) others for doing the things that we do. That's right. Uh, Let us know on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And you can hashtag those. Porridge boy. Porridge boy. The hero of us all. He's goopy, but he doesn't mind. 